Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. I'm usually not political from the Bema. I don't tend to preach in response to the news of the day either. This is for a few reasons. First of all, the community of Yeshua faith, what we are, is not a political entity. In fact, I know for certain that there are diverse political beliefs in our community. And honestly, I like that about us. I, I think it's great. Uh, I appreciate that we can come together to be about the kingdom of God. The Torah and the Gospels should inform our values and our behavior as we interact with the larger community, as we vote, as we promote and encourage the values that we see in the text, especially as we behave toward others. We are about building up community. We are about service. We are about love. We are about relational gospeling, help, outreach, purpose, and education, which spells hope. We are about encouraging one another toward righteousness. We are about healing and freedom from the enemy, from the other team, and lifting up the name of Yeshua within the Richmond Jewish community. These are difficult times. So what can we do? Well, I feel like there are some good nuggets in this week's Parsha, the beginning of Exodus, that I think will be a good guide for us. So let's take a look at it. Now here, Moses is shepherding in Midian, and he sees an intriguing sight. Let's see if we can picture this. Now Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, so he led the flock to the farthest end of the wilderness, coming to the Mount of God, Horeb, also called Mount Sinai. Then the angel of Adonai appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. So he looked and saw the bush burning with fire, yet it was not consumed. Moses thought, I will go now and see this great sight. Why is the bush not burnt? If you're like some of us in our community, like Lloyd in Virginia, what do you like to do? You like to ask questions. Have you noticed that when they study the scriptures, they ask questions? What burning question do you have when reading this? Pun intended. My first question is, why a burning bush? Have you ever thought about that? What is the significance of that? The great medieval Jewish commentator Rashi noted that the bush in Hebrew is actually a thorn bush, and he says that the significance is this. Then the angel of Adonai appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a thorn bush, but not from any other tree because of this verse, I am with him in distress. 
like the thorn, right? This is a major theme in the Exodus story, and it is our comfort today. The living God is with us in the thorns, in the hard parts of life. When Israel was experiencing the violence of slavery, God was there. God saw them. He heard them. When Moses came up against the political power of his day, the Pharaoh who proclaimed himself to be a god, the God of Israel was with Moses. The rabbis also say that the burning bush has a fire, and they note that, right? And what is fire? Fire represents the presence of God. Again, from the fire in the desert, right, when we were wandering in the wilderness, the, the fire and the clouds on the same mountain, same mountain, Mount Sinai, when Israel received the Torah and God showed up, what was there? There was fire, right? And then even in the, the tongues of fire that appeared over the heads of those who received the fullness of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, what was that? That was also fire. So burning fire symbolizes that God is here, right? It means that God is here. We have to press in during anxious times to trust, to trust that God is there. God is here. He is with you. Turn to someone else and say, he is with you. Amen. Turn to somebody else and say, God is with you. Amen. Right? When Moses gets nervous about confronting Pharaoh, there's a very powerful exchange. I'm going to read the part of Moses, and you can read the part of Hashem uh, collectively, and maybe we'll get a big booming voice, right, that, that would remind us of the Lord. Uh, so this is from Exodus 3, 10 through 12. So your part is up first. This is the Lord. One, two, three. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring B'nai Yisrael out of Egypt? That's right. Amen. Let's say that again. So he said, I will surely be with you. In my darkest, toughest moments, I have felt God with me. In times of profound loss, I have felt his presence. I'm sure that you have as well. He is faithful. He is close to the brokenhearted. He is there. The name of God is also revealed in this Parsha, and most commentators connect the divine name, which Jews do not traditionally pronounce, um, yud He vav He. they connect that name also with the presence of God. This is from Exodus 3, a, a few verses later. Moshe said to God, look, when I appear before the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What am I to tell them? God said to Moshe, Ehye asher ehye, I am that I am, and added, here is what you are to say to the people of Israel, Ehye, I am, has sent me to you. If you take the letters of God's name, Yudhe Vavhe, it is most likely connected to the verb for to be or to exist, right? Which is what we see in this passage. Yudhe Vavhe, the name of God, could be rendered, therefore, the one who causes to be, right? The one who is, 
he is the I am, right? All identities flow from his identity. This is an identity of presence, of rescuing, of being with us, right? Because it's connected to the Exodus story. What does God do? He hears and he responds and he rescues and he is with those that are crying out to him. You know, we are made in God's image. He has placed his name upon us. And so there is a sense that we should also reflect this character and that we should be there for others. When I was in high school, I volunteered at a camp for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Muscular dystrophy is a group of inherited diseases that damage and weaken your muscles over time. There are different uh, kinds of the disease and there's different levels of it. Some campers would walk and you could kind of tell that there was something going on. And then some used wheelchairs, it just depended. The idea of the camp is that counselors were paired with a camper for the week to help them out physically if needed, but also to be, you know, a camp counselor, right? To, to hang out with them. And it was really fun. It was like uh, just everything you would think of in a normal camp. There was, you know, pool time and uh, there were, we did skits with the campers and the counselors and, and silly things like that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I remember one year I had a camper named Derek and uh, we went for a stroll together and we chatted and he just kind of vented to me about how he used to be a musician, but now he was unable to play his guitar and, and other frustrations that he had with his situation. And I didn't really know what to say. I was just, you know, a teenager and uh, I was really distressed that I felt like I couldn't help him, that I couldn't do anything. And uh, the next day I spoke to an experienced counselor from the camp and expressed to him I wasn't sure what to do and I felt guilty and I felt burdened. And he said, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. The most helpful thing for me was to listen, right? To be his friend, to be there with him. I think in difficult times, we need to be present with each other. We need to reach out because that is what Hashem does for us. We can, in some smaller way, reflect that presence for others. I think that's what it means to bear one another's burdens, as the Apostle Paul says. I think sometimes we don't want to lean on others, right? We want to kind of bottle it in. We want to go it alone. But sharing our burdens with those that we trust is a, is a mitzvah, right? It's a blessing and a commandment. And there is blessing and restoration in it as we connect to each other. So the first thing we can do in challenging times is be there because God is there. Turn to someone, encourage them, and say, be there because God is there. The second thing we can do, and I know my wife will appreciate this one, is besides be there, is be aware. Turn to someone else and say, be aware. If I could describe my wife as a superhero, it would be the noticer. That is her special ability. She notices things, not just about her surroundings, but about herself, about me, about the underlying causes of things. She, uh, well, as I was working on this sermon, I, I stopped uh, to get a snack 
from the from the fridge. She had made uh, brownies, and she just noticed by the sound of the 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 thing that I was taking out. She was like, "You had a brownie, didn't you?" Right? She just you can't get anything past her, right? But she also notices people. She sees others with compassion. She sees connections between different things. Um, and uh, it's very remarkable. She sees, you know, crumbs in my beard, so she can, she's like a detective. She knows what's, what's been going on with me. And that's what we're seeing here in the Moses story. A bush that's burning, you know, that's not unusual. I'm sure most of us would just like, oh, well, that's weird, and just kind of keep going. But the quality of Moses is that he is a noticer. The scripture says that he did what? He said, let me turn aside and see this bush because it is not burning up, right? So it's not being consumed. So that takes someone that's paying attention. That's someone that is being aware. Uh, the rabbi saw in this bush a light, right? Which we, we already said was the fire of God's presence. But also, what do we think of when we think of light and fire? We think of the unconditional love, right? The spark of life that does not fade like most things in life do, right? Most things, a normal bush would just burn out. But the fire of God's love, his presence, his unconditional love uh, for the children of Israel and for us who follow him, it doesn't, doesn't fade out, right? It keeps going. And Moses was a noticer, just like Sonia. And that made the difference in this encounter with God because Scripture says, when Hashem saw that he turned to look, then he called to him from out of the midst of the bush. In challenging times, we need to be aware. We need to be aware of what we're seeing. We need to have spiritual discernment to see what is good and what is not good, right? And that spiritual discernment doesn't mean that we move over to judgment, right? To judging others, right? Especially if they disagree with us, right? If they're on a different side of the political spectrum. It's not a, it's, it's not, it's discernment and being aware is not an excuse to be judgmental, right? But it's just to see what God is doing and to try to partner with him. Yeshua said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. That's what we're called to be, right? We're his kids. We're his, we have sonship, right? And we're to follow him and be like him. We also need to be aware of what's going on in here in, in difficult times, right? It's good to recognize when we're stressed, right? When we're anxious, when we're frustrated. Giving names to things makes it less scary. King David put it like this in Psalm 139. He said, let's say this together with King David, if we have it up here. Well, maybe you know it. Maybe, uh, maybe, it, maybe I don't need to, all right? Uh, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Examine me and know my anxious thoughts. Let's say that together. See if you can remember that. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Examine me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in, within me and lead me in the way everlasting. He was asking God to help him to be aware, right? To search his insides, 
to be aware of his own anxiousness, his own concerns, right? Because if there's names to it, then we can enter into that trust, that trusting place with God. Our response to chaos and things that are going on around us should be to humble ourselves and to cry out to God to bring peace to our land. Here's a statement from uh, Rabbi Russ Resnick, rabbinic counsel for the UMJC, quote, Friends, as we gather over Shabbat, we need to dedicate some time to intercessory prayer for our divided, confused, and grieving country. I urge our non-USA congregations to join in as well, interceding for their own countries as well as the USA. Political divisions in this country have come to divide believers in Yeshua, along with so many others. Can we recognize this week's events as a wake-up call to reasonable dialogue, to mutual respect despite differences in opinions, and to the consequences of condemning one another's political differences under the guise of spiritual warfare? That's what I was talking about earlier. And of course, these events remind us to renounce violence, including the irresponsible language that often incites it. Abraham Lincoln quoted the words of Yeshua with concern for America in his time. A house divided cannot stand, from Matthew 12. Yeshua holds us responsible for our words and our attitudes toward each, toward each, uh, each, uh, toward another, sorry, toward each toward each other, right, <laughs> regardless of our differences. We who love the Torah are without excuse, for we are fully aware of the two great commandments that Messiah taught us, including what? Love your neighbor as yourself. We need to be focusing on doing this during this season. In light of Messiah's teaching, please include a simple call to introspection, repentance, and prayer for our country in your time of worship this Shabbat. As the Lord said to Solomon, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name, right, there's the divine name upon us again, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Our response to current events as followers of Yeshua is to humble ourselves, pray and seek God's face, and lead in turning back to him. May the peace and goodness of Messiah be with all of you and your communities this Shabbat, and may the Lord heal our land, unquote. I want to close with a narrative near the beginning of the Parsha, the birth of Moses. This is at a time of violence, when Pharaoh was having all the boy babies killed. And this is what we read uh, in Exodus 2, verse 2. Moses' mother conceived and gave birth to a son. Now when she saw that he was delightful, she hid him for three months, right? She, why was she hiding him? Because of the danger of the things that were going on. In the Hebrew for he was delightful, if you saw that, what was it? What did it say? What's the Hebrew for? What was it? He tov, right? Can we say that together? One, two, three. He tov. But that's just about Moses, right? What does tov mean, literally? Good. That's right. That's right. Good. And so she saw that he was good. She saw that he was delightful. She saw that he was beautiful, right? Sometimes it's translated. And the rabbis make a connection here between the phrase ki tov about Moses and other places where ki tov happens. 
for it is good. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Kitov? The creation, that's right. And what's the first thing of creation that is good? God says Kitov, it is the light, the light. Um, so this is from the Talmud. They're making this connection, the same connection you made. Um, the rabbis say, at the time when Moses was born, the entire house was filled with light, as it is written here, when she saw him, that he was goodly, a goodly child, Tov, and it was written there, and God saw the light, that it was good. Ki Tov. Remember this as you are being there, being aware, and being in prayer. Those are the three things we're doing, right? That the light shines in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. If the glory of Moses was upon him from birth, from this moment, until Mount Sinai, when his face shone like the sun, so that the Israelites could not even look on his face, we can't look at the sun, right? Then Kal v'chomer, how much more the light of the world, the glory of Messiah Yeshua will illuminate the darkness in this world. And that is our hope. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's pray. Avinu, uh, we are going to take your supper, uh, the remembrance of Messiah, in a, in a, in a moment. And uh, we thank you that we have an opportunity now to, to reflect your goodness in our daily lives, to, to not be divisive, but to be uh, community-oriented. And this, taking this cup is a, a marker an, of, of an identity in Messiah, that we are one body. It doesn't mean we're all the same. It means that we are all connected to you in our d diversity, in our array. Jew and non-Jew, male and female, both made in your image, both reflecting your goodness. And uh, I thank you, Lord, that we can humble ourselves, that we can kneel before you as our king and put our trust in you. Help us to be there, to be aware, and to be in prayer in this season. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Um, I'd like to invite David, if you could uh, play some uh, a song during our Shulchan Ha'adon time. And uh, I would like to invite the ushers to instruct us to, uh, one by one, to come get the elements. And uh, as we do, I want to encourage us, this is a time for repentance, right? That we have fallen short and reconnected and and in the models that we see in scripture like in daniel are that we can also repent not only for our sins but for the sins of our community or the sins of our nation or the ways that we've fallen short and we can humble ourselves in that way as well and that god can bring healing and reconciliation through yeshua the messiah amen so let's take some time to do that
delivered up, Yeshua took bread, and when he had said the Baruchah, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Baruchah ta Adonai, Eloheinu melachalam, asher kedeshanu b'mitzvotah, v'tzivano lizkor et meshicho. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, 
who has made us holy by his commandments and commanded us to remember his Messiah. Baruch ata Adonai Eloheinu melechalam hamotzi lechem min ha'aretz. Blessed are you, Adonai our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. In remembrance of Messiah's body broken for us, we take this. We have received the bread of life. May we eat this bread and share now in the life of the world to come. After the meal, Yeshua took the cup and said, This is the renewed covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And we recognize that Yeshua was connecting this covenant that he was making with all the other covenants that God made in the Tanakh, right? That he's a covenantal, faithful God to forgive us from our sins and renew a right spirit within us, to put his Torah within us so that we can follow him and know him. Baruch Eloheinu melech pari Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. In remembrance of Yeshua's sacrifice, his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Amen. We thank you for your compassion on us, your comfort on us and on our nation. We, we pray, we cry out, um, we humble ourselves, and we ask that you would show us what we can do to model and reflect who you are to a hurting world. And we ask that your comfort and grace and forgiveness would be upon us as well that uh, we can know the fullness of your presence no matter what is going on around us. You said that whoever trusts in you, you will keep them in perfect shalom. We thank you for reconciling us back to you through Yeshua the Messiah. And in his name we pray. Amen.